Come Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love. Open the eyes of our hearts and see through them. Open our lips and speak through them. Set our souls on fire. Please be seated and good morning. There is no shortage of things to celebrate today. Probably on your calendar, you're, you're remembering, oh yeah, this is the sixth Sunday of Easter. Uh, the big festive of day. It is Memorial Day weekend. You remember all those who gave their lives in service this time. The many gifts that we enjoy this day. Happy Memorial Day. Happy sixth Sunday of Easter. Happy Feast of St. Augustine of Canterbury. Hey. Yeah, good. The first Archbishop of Canterbury, the one who launched this thing that we're part of called the Anglican Communion. Today is Anglican Communion Sunday. And today is our last day with Father George. Yay! Okay. <laughs> it is worth celebrating. It is worth celebrating. And I, and I think the scriptures are very appropriate for this day. Because the scriptures talk about a message of peace. A message of peace. And I know sometimes when you go into transitions, like you're going through, that peace is something that you really need an extra measure of. A measure of peace. Anybody need some peace? Okay? I mean, you think about it, right? What's going on in the world? Threats of war breaking out all over the place. Okay? Lots of unrest. Lots of unrest. Um, whatever the cause may be, whatever you believe about the cause of, of what's happening with the climate, there's no doubt that the climate is changing, and it's affecting the world. And it's affecting the world. Some people in some places are seeing the immediate effect of that. Things are bad in some places because of rising sea levels, increasing temperatures, things like that. <laughs> Trouble. Okay. Trouble. Lack of peace. Lack of peace. In our own nation, we're struggling with peace. We're looking for somebody who can Give us peace, bring us peace, and, and help us be people of peace. In our community just recently, tragic. Tragic. Out on the lake. Young people just trying to have a good time together before they graduate high school, and we lose one of our young people. And I'm sure for those young people who were there, for our school, for our seniors who are graduating, for the parents and family of that young person, now is not the time of peace. Not the time of peace. We need peace. In our own lives, in our own families. The things that we know, the things that we share, the things that we hold to ourselves. The things that cause fear, the things that cause grief. Maybe it's our health. Maybe it's our finances are looking a bit rocky. We don't know what the future's going to bring. But a lot of us can say that our lives, in some way, are desiring peace. And the message today is a message from God that that peace has been given to us. Given to us. Now, peace is elusive, right? It's a, it's a hard thing to grasp. Um, there was a woman who was walking on, on here we go. <laughs> there was a woman who was walking on a beach and saw this shiny thing and, and was attracted to it, went and, and, and dug it out of the sand on the beach, and it turned out to be a lamb. <laughs> I think Mr. Mayor has some experience with this. <laughs> found this lamp and, and oh, look, look at this lamp I found. And she started rubbing it. And guess what happened? 
a genie came out. Yeah, I agree with genie. <laughs> yeah, a genie comes out and, and says, Oh, I know what this is. You're a genie, right? Well, yes, I am. Oh, I know what this means. I get three wishes, don't I? Said, No. No, globalization, increased global competition, the rising price of labor, tariffs and whatnot. You only get one wish now. <laughs> one wish, wow. I better make this one good. Yes, better make this one good. So where, what is your wish? He says, I would like peace. And Jeannie goes, can you tell me a little bit more? <laughs> uh, peace for yourself, peace. What are you, where exactly do you, do you want this? You need some parameters. Well, she just happened to have a map. I mean, you know, you walk on the beach, you carry a map, right? <laughs> Pulled out a world map and opened it to the Middle East and said, right there, right there in the Middle East, those nations and those people, they need peace, right? And Jeannie thought about it and said, you know, those people have been fighting for thousands of years. All the brilliant minds over the generations have tried to figure out peace in the Middle East, and, and they, haven't, they haven't figured that out yet. Um, this can't be done. I mean, I'm a genie, I'm good, but I'm not that good. How about you try something else? Make a different wish. Okay? How about a man? Make him good-looking and smart. Make him sensitive, yet bold. Make him introspective, but also the life of the party. Make him interested in what I'm interested in, and let him not sit on the TV and watch sports all day long. <laughs> make him love children and puppies, and make him love my family too. The genie thought for a moment and said, let me see that map. Maybe <laughs> 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 we'll get peace another try. <laughs> yeah, the elusiveness of peace. In our gospel reading, right? In our gospel reading, Jesus is gathered with, with his disciples. They're in the upper room, the center. This is the, the scene of the Last Supper. We know that God's people are oppressed. We know that there's all kinds of trouble in the land. We know that the world that Jesus came into is as bad as the world we live in now. Things really haven't changed that much. He knows what our lives are like. He knows our troubles. He saw it then when he came the first time. He'll see it again when he comes again. And he's with his followers, and he's celebrated this meal with them. And then he starts talking all this stuff that they've heard before, but now I think he's starting to say, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving he knows what's coming, right? This is this execution that's coming. And he's saying, I am leaving you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And I think that thing kind of registered with them. Oh yeah, you know our hearts are troubled. The world is a dark place. You've been with us. We've seen your power. We've seen what you can do. We know you can make this right. And you're saying you're leaving. You're leaving. You're going to leave us to these people, to this world, to the Romans? To the religious authorities, after all the things that, that you've done and they, they've seen us, you're going to leave us behind? Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Don't let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> Mike, you better tell me more than that. 
Okay, I will. I give you my peace. I give you my peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Huh. How does that work? See, I think when we think about peace, we think that peace is the absence of conflict. We think that peace is taking all those things that are messed up and annoying us and broken, and somehow all those things are made right. That's not the peace that Jesus talks about. Because when he's praying to his father, he says, look over them, make them one, because you're not taking them out of the world the way you're taking me out. They're staying here. They're staying here. What they need is peace that is usable in this life. Something that helps them Find that peace that I have in this life. In this life. And we hear about that in the Revelation to John. That wonderful image of heaven and earth connected, the new Jerusalem coming down. Doesn't it sound like the place you want to live? There's no darkness there, all the brokenness is gone. It's the light of God. That's in that place. There's a, a, a stream of living water that flows through there, and it's a place of peace and harmony. It's a future vision. But in the early church, and perhaps for us today, it's not just a future dream. When we recognize that the Holy Spirit that He sends gives us the church, gives us the church, the Hebrew name for Jerusalem. The Hebrew name for Jerusalem. When you look at the word, it's made up of two words. Ir and Shalem. Ir meaning city. And Shalem sounds like Shalom. Sounds like Shalom. Which is not simply peace, but it means wholeness, fulfillment, completeness. Better than just peace, it's complete well-being. Jerusalem is the city of peace. The city of peace. And the early church recognized that it was the church itself that God had planted that was supposed to be that new city of peace where God dwells with God's people and there is wellness and healing. Wellness and healing in that church. Um, the word ear for sin <laughs> means to awaken. It's, it's from, from a, a root word that means to awaken. And that makes sense when you think about why cities were established. People came to live together in cities because they recognized that in cooperation with other people they could do more than they could do by themselves. It's a cooperative thing. In spite of all the troubles that cities are noted for, right? cities are places where people come into close contact, and it's in that close contact and sharing that they become awakened. Ear means to awaken. And if you think about that, if you put it together with the name Shalom Salem, Shalom, it's to awaken in us peace. To awaken peace. And you know often we talk about how bad cities are and city life and people have escaped cities and they want to come to places like, like Clay County and Hayesville because it's this you know, Mayberry, which really isn't. But we can dream. We can dream. But that city, that city of Jerusalem, the church, is to be that place where we meet with each other, where we share, 
where we share. We share the good times and the bad. And together in this place, in this place, we awaken in ourselves a greater peace, a greater peace. The story of a rabbi, the rabbi stories are always the best. The story of a rabbi who was, um, who was known for having the answer to all your troubles. Who was coming into a village where these people had profound, profound troubles. Their way of life was challenged, each individual and their families, just trouble after trouble. And the rabbi was going to come and help them to give them some kind of solution for their troubles. So they had gathered on that day, and the rabbi came and, and, and stood in front of the congregation and let each person share their story. To be able to have a chance to tell your story in the gathering of your brothers and sisters. To be heard and to be known. Where people know what you're suffering from and what your hopes and dreams are and, and, and how the world has hurt you and what you aspire to. To actually be together with other people and to, to have that time of, of being heard. Of being heard. He listened to all of that. And then stood there in silence. Stood there in silence. And just let silence fill the space. Everyone in there had heard everyone's story. And then we just let things go silent. And then the rabbi started humming a tune. A well-known hymn. Just faintly. Just faintly. Might think of something that we know very well, like Amazing Grace. <laughs> Is that rabbi's humming that? Other people start joining in. Start joining in the humming. <laughs> through the aisles and around the people and it's just kind of having a great time. And yeah, it's weird. <laughs> of course it's weird. You don't do these things. What is he up to now? He's dancing. You know what that does to the other people? Well, the rabbi's going to dance. Yeah, the rest of the congregation joins him in dancing. Now you've got this group of people who are upstanding singing and dancing. And after this goes on for some time, they notice that the rabbi has slowed down. Moves come to a stop. The rabbi's no longer singing. Everyone stops and gets quiet. They all take their places. And then there's silence again. And the rabbi says, 
I assume I've answered all of your questions. You see, we gather as the church, we gather as this community in this place and elsewhere, as the New Jerusalem, as the place where God is with us, and it's in our sharing our lives with each other, it's in telling and listening and being heard that we gain some peace in our lives, knowing that we're not alone, that we're not alone. It's in the celebration of our singing and our dancing together that those problems become, perhaps, problems we can bear. Not taking them away from us, not taking us out of this world, not solving the problems, but giving us that peace of God in that sharing, in that rejoicing, in that celebrating life that helps us make it to the next day. Father George, my brother in Christ, and Choice family, you're leading us. Remember to dance. Remember to sing. Remember to share your story wherever you go and to sit in silence and listen to the stories of others. May God bless you on your journey. May God's blessings be with all of us this day and all the days of our lives. Amen. Amen.